What's up, y'all, and welcome to episode 9 of Zoopedia. I got a pretty exciting episode lined up for you guys today, and in honor of the first ever commercial spacecraft to take humans into space over the past weekend, we're going to take a deep dive into everyone's new favorite tech and science company founded by humanity savior and super genius Elon Musk. SpaceX has held a very special place in my heart now, especially after getting to see the Falcon Heavy launch about two years ago. If you've never seen the launch at dawn before, it's a truly awe-inspiring experience. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. My best pal Philip used to work at Jacobs, which is a NASA partnered company, and was able to take me and a bunch of our close friends to the closest possible viewing site for the launch with his employee badge. I'll remember that experience for literally the rest of my life. Imagine looking at a completely dark sky, getting gradually illuminated to the point where it looked like it was daytime outside. The depth of color and crazy shapes the launch trail was making literally looked like the creation of a mini galaxy. The only metaphorical comparison I can use for that Falcon Heavy launch is that it literally looked like the second coming of Jesus, even though that technically was assembly. Honestly, that launch was probably one of the most beautiful and humbling things I've ever seen. Get out to Cape Canaveral for a launch if you haven't seen one yet, and hopefully it won't get scrubbed like when me and my buddy Mikey went to see Crew Dragon lift off during its first attempt. Before I nerd out any further, we got a blast into the Zoopedia fun fact of the day, and I promise that's not the last rocket joke I'm going to make today. Did you know that Queen Elizabeth can't sit on the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones? Pretty crazy, right? Queen Elizabeth visited the set of Game of Thrones, but because of an obscure rule, she wasn't allowed to sit on it as apparently the ruling monarch is forbidden from sitting on a foreign throne, even if it's fictional, apparently. And with that being said, we're a go for launch from Mission Control for this out of the world episode of Zoopedia in 3, 2, 1, 0, zero and liftoff! Liftoff! Let's take a journey. Now for probably the most jam-packed introduction section on Wikipedia I've ever read. Space Exploration Technologies Corp, aka SpaceX, is an American aerospace manufacturer and space transportation services company headquartered in Hawthorne, California. It was founded in 2002 by Elon Musk with the goal of reducing space transportation costs to enable the colonization of Mars. No big deal. Pretty casual, right? And also a funny quote from Elon, he said, quote unquote, I'd like to die on Mars, just not on impact. Pretty good sense of humor for a dude with that much going on in his head. SpaceX has developed several launch vehicles and the Dragon spacecraft. Shout out to astronauts Robert Bankin and Douglas Hurley who are on the International Space Station right now. What a huge win for commercial space travel. SpaceX's achievements include the first privately funded liquid propellant launch to reach orbit, the Falcon 1 in 2008, the first private company to successfully launch, orbit, and recover a spacecraft, Dragon in 2010, the first private company to send a spacecraft to the International Space Station, Dragon in 2012, and the first propulsive landing for an orbital rocket, the Falcon 9, in 2015. This was the first return of a rocket booster from space ever, by the way. Can you imagine the amount of mechanical and software engineering necessary to achieve something like this? Crazy. The first reuse of an orbital rocket, Falcon 9 in 2017, the first private company to launch an object into orbit around the sun, Falcon Heavy's payload of a Tesla Roadster in 2018, 
And that's where the entire internet fell in love with Elon Musk forever and the first private company to send astronauts to the International Space Station. Dragon 2 in 2020, which just happened this past weekend. Shout out to the Dragon crew once again. SpaceX has flown 20 resupply missions to the International Space Station under a partnership with NASA. NASA also awarded SpaceX a further development contract in 2011 to develop and demonstrate a human-rated dragon, which would be used to transport astronauts to the ISS and return them safely to Earth. In December 2015, a Falcon 9 accomplished propulsive vertical landing. This was the first such achievement by a rocket for orbital spaceflight, like I mentioned earlier. In April 2016, with the launch of CRS-8, SpaceX successfully vertically landed the first stage on an ocean drone ship landing platform. It's like real-life Battleship, but infinitely harder. In May 2016, in another first, SpaceX again landed the first stage, but during a significantly more energetic geostationary transfer orbit mission. I looked up the term geostationary transfer orbit, tried my best for 15 minutes trying to explain it to myself, and I still have no idea what it means. Oh well, not like it's rocket science or anything. If you're interested in explaining it, please send me an email at zoopediapodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to learn. In March 2017, SpaceX became the first to successfully relaunch and land the first stage of an orbital rocket. In January 2020, with the third launch of the Starlink project, SpaceX became the largest commercial satellite constellation operator in the world. This man Elon out here owning the stars like he's the real-life version of Tony Stark or something. Which, honestly, he kind of basically is. In September 2016, Musk unveiled the Interplanetary Transport System, a privately funded launch system to develop spaceflight technology for use in crewed interplanetary spaceflight. In layman's terms, that means spacecraft used for travel in between planets. How radical is that? In 2018, Musk unveiled an updated configuration of the system Starship, which is intended to become the primary SpaceX orbital vehicle after the early 2020s, as SpaceX has announced it intends to eventually replace its existing Falcon 9 launch vehicle and Dragon 2 fleet with Starship, even in the Earth orbit satellite delivery market. Starship is planned to be fully reusable and will be the largest rocket ever on its debut scheduled for the early 2020s. Sounds like one hell of a toy, right? And just to recap that entire introduction, SpaceX is a giant behemoth of genius and science that will probably save the human race one day. And their pace of development is like going from the age of the dinosaurs to the early 1900s in the span of a decade or less. Shout out to science. Now for the history of SpaceX. In 2001, Elon Musk conceptualized Mars Oasis, a project to land a miniature experimental greenhouse and grow plants on Mars, just like Matt Damon in The Martian with the potatoes. I realize how strange that sounds if you don't get the reference. Elon announced that, quote-unquote, this would be the furthest that life's ever traveled in an attempt to regain public interest in space exploration and increase the budget of NASA. Musk tried to buy cheap rockets from Russia, but returned empty-handed after failing to find rockets for an affordable price. On the flight home, Musk realized that he could start a company that could build the affordable rockets that he needed. Yeah, cause I have those exact same thoughts whenever I'm driving home from the grocery store too. By the way, if you guys are curious as to Elon got the money to found SpaceX, he was one of the founders and ex-CEO of PayPal. 
you don't get the money to build your own space company just from daddy's credit card. Just saying. According to early Tesla and SpaceX investor Steve Jurvetson, Musk calculated that the raw materials for building a rocket actually were only 3% of the sales price of a rocket at the time. By applying vertical integration, producing around 85% of launch hardware in-house, and the modular approach from software engineering, SpaceX could cut launch price by a factor of 10 and still enjoy a 70% gross margin. Basically, rockets are way more expensive than they actually are, apparently. In early 2002, Musk was seeking staff for his new space company, soon to be named SpaceX. Musk approached rocket engineer Tom Mueller, later SpaceX's chief technology officer of propulsion. Mueller agreed to work for Musk, and thus SpaceX was born. I'm sure there'll probably be a super dramatic scene for this in the movie that's inevitably going to be made about SpaceX. SpaceX was first headquartered in a warehouse in El Segundo, California. The company grew rapidly from 160 employees in November 2005 to 1,100 in 2010, 3,800 employees and contractors by October 2013, nearly 5,000 by late 2015, and about 6,000 in April 2017. As of November 2017, the company had grown to nearly 7,000. In 2016, Musk gave a speech at the International Astronautical Congress, where he explained that U.S. government regulates rocket technology as an advanced weapon technology, making it difficult to hire non-Americans. By the way, working at SpaceX is like the cream of the crop of any engineering job you could possibly get. Just to frame it for you guys, it's like getting a software engineering job at Apple, or getting into Harvard Med School. It's like being a mad scientist with investment banking hours. You're literally burning yourself out working 100 hour weeks, probably more during crunch time for rocket launches, and everyone around you is a super genius. The work is excruciatingly tough, and Elon demands an insane amount of dedication from his employees, but that's kind of what it takes to eventually bring an entire civilization 93.6 million miles away through space to Mars. Just saying. Big shout out to the engineers and scientists of SpaceX, y'all are incredible. As of March 2018, SpaceX had over 100 launches on its record, representing about $12 billion in contract revenue. The contracts included both commercial and government customers. Its major competitors in the commercial ComSat, which stands for Commercial Satellite by the way, launch market are Arian Space, United Launch Alliance, and International Launch Services. At the same time, Musk also said that the increased competition would, quote-unquote, be a good thing for the future of space. Currently, SpaceX is the leading global commercial launch provider measured by manifested launches. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Now moving on to SpaceX's goals. Musk has stated that one of his goals is to decrease the cost and improve the reliability of access to space, ultimately by a factor of 10. CEO Elon Musk said, I believe $500 per pound or less is very achievable. By the way, it costs roughly $10,000 per pound currently. Musk has also stated that he wishes to make space travel available for almost anyone. I'm personally terrified of heights, but you're damn right I'm signing up for a slot as soon as this becomes available. Why backpack Europe when you can have space vacation? Let's go. How freaking awesome is that? A major goal of SpaceX has been to develop a rapidly reusable launch system. 
As of March 2013, the publicly announced aspects of this technology development effort included an active test campaign of the low-altitude, low-velocity Grasshopper flight test vehicle and a high-altitude, high-speed Falcon 9 post-mission booster return test campaign. In 2015, SpaceX successfully landed the first orbital rocket stage on December 21st. It took them two years to develop space technology that no one has ever made before. These are the reusable rocket boosters I mentioned earlier with my infinitely difficult battleship metaphor, by the way. In 2017, SpaceX formed a subsidiary, The Boring Company, and began work to construct a short test tunnel on and adjacent to the SpaceX headquarters and manufacturing facility, utilizing a small number of SpaceX employees, which was completed in May 2018 and opened to the public in December 2018. During 2018, The Boring Company was spun out into a separate corporate entity with 6% of the equity going to SpaceX, less than 10% to early employees, and the remainder of the equity going to Elon Musk. Wow, I had no idea The Boring Company was an offshoot of SpaceX. For anyone who doesn't know about The Boring Company, it's Elon's third major company after SpaceX and Tesla that has contracts with Chicago, LA, and Hawthorne with efforts to eliminate soul-destroying traffic by building a network of transportation tunnels underground. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous how this man is able to do so many different things. Oh yeah, they also made flamethrowers too, and I'm sure a bunch of y'all recognize them from that. At the 2016 International Astronautical Congress, Musk announced his plans to build large spaceships to reach Mars. Using the Starship, Musk planned to send at least two unmanned cargo ships to Mars in 2022. The first missions would be used to seek out sources of water and build a propellant plant. Musk also planned to fly four additional spaceships to Mars in 2024, including the first people. From there, additional missions would work to establish a Mars colony. These goals are, however, facing delays. Completely understandable. You take your time on saving the human race, Elon. You take your time. Musk's advocacy for the long-term settlement of Mars goes far beyond what SpaceX projects intend to build. Here are some of Elon's extremely ambitious midterm goals. A rocket launch every two years or so could provide a base for the people arriving in 2025 after a launch in 2024. According to Steve Jurvetson, one of SpaceX's investors, Musk believes that by 2035 at the latest, there will be thousands of rockets flying a million people to Mars in order to enable a self-sustaining human colony. A successful colonization would ultimately involve many more economic actors, obviously, whether individuals, companies, or governments, to facilitate the growth of the human presence on Mars over many decades. The fact that the previous paragraph was written unironically with 100% seriousness gets me super amped to say the least, and you should be too. Interplanetary space travel isn't a far-fetched fantasy anymore. It's an extraordinary time to be alive, and I'm honored to be experiencing this era of non-stop learning, building, and development with you guys. And now, time to discuss the finances of SpaceX, and for me to finally try and attempt to put my diploma to good use. Just try cracking my fingers in that way they do in the movies, and failed miserably if you couldn't hear. Ownership, Funding, and Valuation in August 2008, SpaceX accepted a $20 million investment from Founders Fund, which is a San Francisco venture capital firm. Just to give you guys a brief overview of some terms, venture capital is a company or person that funds a startup company in exchange for some ownership in the business, 
And private equity is a company that buys ownership of different companies to add to their portfolio of investments. This is grossly simplifying it, but imagine a portfolio of different stocks on steroids. In early 2012, approximately two-thirds of the company's stock was owned by Elon, and his 70 million shares were then estimated to be worth $875 million on private markets, which roughly valued SpaceX at $1.3 billion as of February 2012. And that's when I was still in the 8th grade. Damn, I'm old. After the COTS 2 Plus flight in May 2012, the company's private equity valuation nearly doubled to $2.4 billion. By May 2012, 10 years after founding, SpaceX had operated on a total funding of approximately $1 billion over its first decade of operation. That is some mucho dinero. Of this, private equity provided approximately $200 million, with Musk investing approximately $100 million, and other investors having put in about $100 million as well. The remainder had come from progress payments on long-term launch contracts and development contracts as working capital, not equity. This is basically a glorified credit card if I'm understanding correctly. NASA and the Department of Defense were probably funding SpaceX contracts and giving them cash flow for the funding before they had the capacity to complete the contracts. In January 2015, SpaceX raised $1 billion in funding from Google and Fidelity in exchange for 8.33% of the company, $1 billion for 8.33%, which established the company valuation at approximately $12 billion. Google and Fidelity joined prior investors in Draper Fisher Jurvetson, Founders Fund, Valor Equity Partners, and Capricorn. In July 2017, the company raised $350 million at a valuation of $21 billion. That's some pretty unfathomable growth from a financial perspective. Yeesh. Congressional testimony by SpaceX in 2017 suggested that the NASA Space Act agreement process of, quote-unquote, setting only a high-level requirement for cargo transport to the space station while leaving the details to industry, end quote, had allowed SpaceX to design and develop the Falcon 9 rocket on its own at substantially lower cost. Basically, everything the government does is way more expensive than necessary. No surprises there. According to NASA's own independently verified numbers, SpaceX's total development cost for both the Falcon 1 and Falcon 9 rockets was estimated at approximately $390 million. Sounds like a lot of money, but just wait. In 2011, NASA estimated that it would have cost the agency about $4 billion to develop a rocket like the Falcon 9 booster based upon NASA's traditional contracting processes about 10 times more. Good lord, please up the efficiency, that's actually ridiculous. Side tangent, just because I thought it was interesting and kind of relatable, part of the reason NASA's costs are so high is because it's virtually impossible to be fired from government entities. My friend Mikey, same guy I mentioned earlier, interned at NASA and he told me that there are employees called hallway wanderers who are full-time employees with a full salary that are so bad at their jobs that they get fired from their program, but they're still NASA employees. So they wander the halls looking for work because they can't get placed on a program to do any work, and since they can't get fired, all they do is wander the halls getting paid a full salary upwards of $60,000 a year. Woohoo! Shout out to all of our burning tax dollars! Yay! 
By March 2018, SpaceX had contracts for 100 launch missions, and each of those contracts provides down payments at contract signing, plus many are paying progress payments as launch vehicle components are built in advance of mission launch, driven in part by U.S. accounting rules for recognizing long-term revenue. This is pretty much how all defense contractors like Lockheed Martin and Raytheon make money, by the way. They sign a contract with the government, the government pays a down payment, and then the government pays money as you go as different checkpoints of the contract are hit. SpaceX raised a total of $1.33 billion of capital across three funding rounds in 2019. In April 2019, the Wall Street Journal reported that the company was raising $500 million in funding. In May 2019, Space News reported SpaceX actually raised $1.022 billion. The day after SpaceX launched 60 satellites towards their 12,000 satellite plan named Starlink Broadband Constellation. By the way, if you don't know what Starlink is, Starlink's purpose is to provide the entire globe with high-speed internet. Here's an excerpt from SpaceX's website about Starlink. With performance that far surpasses that of traditional satellite internet, and a global network unbounded by ground infrastructure limitations, Starlink will deliver high-speed broadband internet to locations where access has been unreliable, expensive, or completely unavailable. You can now look forward to the goal of being able to fulfill your Amazon Prime addiction in the middle of giant wheat fields in Kansas now. By May 31st, 2019, the valuation of SpaceX had risen to $33.3 billion. In June 2019, SpaceX began a raise of $300 million, most of it being from the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan, which then had some $191 billion in assets under management. Okay, this last sentence needs to be unpacked a little bit. Basically, the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan is an organization dedicated to giving pensions to teachers in Ontario, as the name says. But to generate funds for a pension, the organization has to invest the money somewhere. Pretty insane how a Canadian pension plan organization has so much assets and apparently is one of the largest institutional investors in the world. Shout out to Canada. As of February 2020, SpaceX was raising an additional amount of about $250 million through equity stock offerings. In May 2020, the company valuation reached $36 billion. Very impressive, very cool, and that was probably one of the coolest sections I've ever read on Wikipedia. Hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. There are some fat sections about SpaceX's hardware, research and development projects, facility infrastructure, and launch contracts that go into very cool detail about all the engineering work that SpaceX has achieved if you guys want to take a deeper look into it. Very fascinating, but definitely not digestible for the regular podcast listener. I highly encourage y'all check it out though. And I got a dope opportunity coming for y'all right after the funky beat. Here's a cool ass tidbit from that giant section I was just talking about. Space Adventures, an American space tourism company founded in 1998, announced in February 2020 that it plans to fly private citizens into orbit on Crew Dragon the same rocket that just launched Doug and Robert this past weekend. Crew Dragon would launch with up to four tourists on board and spend up to five days in a low Earth orbit with a peak height of 1,000 kilometers, aka 621.371 miles. For reference, the entire length of California is roughly 770 miles. 
If anyone's trying to win the lottery and snag a spot with me, make sure to shoot me a message at zoopediapodcast at gmail.com. It would be a sincere honor to explore space with you. And with all that being said, bless you, Elon, and bless you, humanity. Mars, here we come, eventually. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Zoopedia, and I hope all of you have an interstellar day. Cheers!